Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he is my dungeon master and yours. It is my boy and a YouTuber now. He is a YouTuber and Twitch streamer, X Gauntlet. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Hello. How you been, dude? Hmm. Again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving. Ah, yes. We're moving. It's it's the end of the year. Our second year in the pandemic has come to a close. It is. Um, we're recording this the night of the 30th, so there's only one day left of 2021. But we're there. We we made it. Holy shit. Let's hope next year holds something nice. Let's hope. That's all we can do is hope. But hey, if it doesn't, at least we'll have some dope video games. That's true. And That's uh, true. If, those don't, if those don't hold us over, I don't know what will. Um, so we would have a headline of the week this week, but there's not a lot going on that nothing really stood out and we're going to be covering everything and we have a long year, long, a year in review thing to cover. So we're just going to actually jump right into it today with, uh, the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG and board games. This is the week in review. Um, so this past week, some of the game releases and some of these are like two weeks old, but like legit, nothing comes out at the end of December. Um, but we got a Lacuna that came out on another platform. Scarf that came out and Tunnel of Doom. Those were the three games that uh, dropped this uh this uh this last two weeks of December because we did take last week off for Christmas, but that's what about everything that came out. As for the news department, Remedy, uh, the developers of Control and the Alan Wake games, well, they're working with Tencent to make a new free-to-play shooter, uh, currently codenamed Vanguard, and it's going to be a cooperative PVE game, and uh, looks pretty interesting. Still don't know much about it because they like just showed off of it or people just reported on it. So, hey, that's cool. Uh, definitely see more before Alan Wake 2 comes out next year, which I'm still surprised that's happening. Yeah, um, there's not. I don't know. It's, it's a weird kind of schedule, everything that's kind of going on. I think maybe it's just because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, in Lego news, we now have we have Lego Mario. And we finally have Lego Sonic. That's right. Mario's arch rival nemesis between Nintendo and Sega. He's getting his Lego set. That releases actually very soon. Uh, it released on January 1st. So you can actually get your hands on it right now when you're listening to this episode. Uh, I might. And if I, if I don't, I'm sure my boy Emerald will. Because Sonic content. <laughs> <laughs> In a big lawsuit news, Riot Games, hey... They're, they'll be paying $100 million to settle a class action gender discrimination lawsuit that was originally filed in 2018. Uh, they were going to pay like $10 million, but then they were like, no, that it should some, I think it was like, I don't know if it was like some other lawyers or like 
aside on the opposition said it should be like 400 million or 40 million who's riot games again what do they do league of legends really why that i didn't know that i thought it was all just blizzard Oh, Blizzard, I mean, Blizzard, yeah, they're still in hot water, too. Like, that's still going on. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Woo! It ain't good. And if uh, we've been covering the Blizzard story basically all season long since it started. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll have more of it next year because it's still going on. Woo-hoo! Oh, God. Um, in some happier news, however, uh, the Critical Role animated series The Legend of Vox Machina Hey, that's going to be premiering a week earlier than it was scheduled to. It'll now be premiering on January 28th. It's going to be really exciting. Um, because I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are dungeon masters that actually make a show out of their D&D game. Mm-hmm. Personally, um, it's a little dark secret of mine, but uh, I actually never seen Critical Role. Hey, <laughs> say, same. I actually have not either. So, but I've been told I'm similar to Matt Mercer and how I play the game. So, I mean, I would have to ask my boy Sean because I know my boy Sean Marks. He, uh, uh, we've had on the podcast. He watches it, and uh, maybe have you, I'll maybe have you come by and DM a session for my group. <laughs> <laughs> that should be interesting. It would be. I hope um, I kill him. We got a tw- uh, in some Twitter news. Uh, we got a tweet from the development team working on Final Fantasy 16 at Squeenix. Uh, they revealed that the game's development is about six months behind due to COVID and the pandemic, but it's still they're still working on it as best as they can, which expected. I'm sure we'll see Final Fan. I I think we'll see maybe a little bit more Final Fantasy 16 next E3 since we didn't see anything this year, but that's just a guess at this point. Yeah, Rockstar. Hey, they're still in semi-hot water after the garbage fire that was the GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition. Yeah. Uh, but hey, they're actually like, hey guys, we're offering more compensation to you. You can redeem either a Great White Shark card for the GTA Online, which is about $1.25 million, or 55 gold bars in Red Dead Online. And or, because I don't know if it's like you only get one of these things, or you could get a game, uh, four games, one of four games, GTA 5 Premium Edition, GTA 4 Complete Edition, Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir, or Bully Scholarship Edition. That was five games, not four. I lied. <laughs> um, but hey, you can get those for free if you got the game. Uh, I think it was that launch, or if you just got the game in general, um, you can get those. So Hey, good on at least Rockstar is like, hey, I know we fucked up, but go play our other games to see that like this is a a rarity for us. Cause they put out good stuff. Yeah. In games that have mod support now, Cookie Clicker. Really? Yep. Cookie <laughs> okay. Clicker now has its <laughs> uh it's a Steam workshop page. because uh, it's on Steam now, if you didn't know that. It's on Steam now, it's no longer a browser game. I think it still is a browser game, but you can play it on Steam as well now with achievements and a lot of other things. And now you can put in mods in the game. I okay. <laughs> I don't understand. Yes, uh, we got two more stories here. Uh, the games with plus for January in 2022 for PlayStation. Hey, you're get, we're getting some good. We're getting one good one, one that I would highly recommend. Uh, first, we're getting Deep 5 for the PS4 and PS5. Hey guys, this is post-production Tony. Dirt 
five. Not deep five, dirt five. Back to your regular scheduled podcast. Deep Rock Galactic, I think, is just for the PS4. And then Persona 5 Strikers is also going to be free to pl- free for PS Plus members uh, for PS4 and PS5 as well. And uh, I highly recommend Persona 5 Strikers, especially if you've played Persona 5. And uh, for it being free, the price of free, absolute steal. That is at least a 80-hour game. Um, 60 hours, actually, sorry. If you're going for, like, grinding everything out. Uh, otherwise, you're probably going to get a good 40-ish hours out of it, I think. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy so that. And lastly... In Japan news, which is a great way to start it, they're working on a lickable screen. Japan, I don't want to curse on your uh, podcast. Oh, you, you're allowed to. You're, you're allowed to. You can swear. What I swear the all the time. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, what does that have to do with anything except for pornography? Why? Uh, oh, no, there's more. Um, so the reason they're developing it is to actually like, let's say you're watching the Food Network. And Guy Fieri shows up, and yeah, you want to taste like, the sweat dripping down Guy Fieri. <laughs> that's like that's like some five D like movie theater. It is. Thing. It absolutely is. They also did an estimate of like, hey, if we were to get this out at commercial value at this day and age, it would cost around eight hundred U.S. dollars, uh, which equates to roughly one hundred thousand yen. Jesus. I know. That's what we, that's what we need. That's what they need. <laughs> well, I'll need some Jesus right now. Um, that's really about it for main video game headline news in the world of TCG. Brilliant stars for Pokemon that comes out February twenty fifth with the new V Star cards. V Star Arceus being the big one of the pack. I got a um, I got a switch for Pokemon. I'm gonna get the. Uh... Legends Arceus? No, the... Oh, Brilliant wow. Diamond? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I got that it. That or the Pearl. It. Or Pearl. Or Pearl. Um, I have Diamond, but dude, like... But they're both great. I, I like them. Uh, they're very faithful remakes to Diamond and Pearl. Like, very faithful. Like, is, a, it, is it like 3D? Tweaks. Is it, is it, it is, like 3D? <gasps> bro. 3D as in, like, it's still on the... Like the like, imagine the games just like a bit more like pop in chibi three D ish, but they look good. Okay, okay. But well, it's, what not, about it's the not like, like it's not like Sword Shield three D, but it's all three D. Is like the combat Sword Shield three D, or is it just similar as? Uh... Yeah, it's all like it's all like it's in the three D animation style, but like unlike Sword and Shield, where everything is like you can move around freely, like there's like a full camera. It's a faithful God. remake, as in it's like a one to one of the maps. It's still the top down view. Yeah, I can't wait to play that, dude. They're still fun. Like they're still a lot of fun. I changed it up so much with that. Like I used a Torterra instead of an Infernape this time. Dude, Torterra is my favorite starter. He Next was great to, to use. um was was it um for alligator. Mm, yes. But yeah, it was good. I'm looking forward to Legends Arceus. Um but yeah, it's good. I even did the glitch where you can access Shaman's area without the event and catch Shaman because you were able to do that with older versions of the game because of how broken some parts of it were. And it still is partially broken and people are still breaking that game. But yeah. It's crazy. 
Uh, in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 comes out at the end of the month at January 28th, Battle of Chaos on February 11th, Albaz Strike the Structured Deck on March 11th, and Ghosts from the Past, April 22nd. And in Magic the Gathering, uh, they revealed their new set that's coming out in February, Neon, the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty expansion, February 18th, 2022. Turns out Yoji Shinkawa, the Metal Gear... Uh, character artist, who's also worked on a bunch of other games, he's going to be creating some of the artwork uh, for that set. So look forward to that if you're a Metal Gear fan. And in board game news, the hardest game on Earth, Dark Souls, is receiving a tabletop RPG from Steamforged Games. Still don't know all the full mechanics, but they say that it's going to be compatible with 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was like a tabletop, like uh, like Warhammer kind of situation, not D and D. No, it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be like D and D. You can, which means, uh, hey, homebrew people, you're gonna love it. <laughs> you can finally put all those uh, all those uh, Dark Souls bosses in your D and D campaign. That or they'll be really mad. <laughs> that too. Um, and that's the week interview. Any final thoughts on that, dude? No, mainly just the Pokemon stuff I'm really excited about. Um, I've, because of all the scandals and stuff, I'm kind of happy that it's happening to them. I yeah. Just, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I'm getting very tired of AAA games now. Like, there's not there's not many that I get hyped for anymore. Um, maybe that's just me becoming more of a tabletop RPG fan for, like, D&D and stuff. Um, but the more and more I become a YouTuber the more and more or like the less and less time I actually have allocated to playing video games. Yeah. So that's some of the downsides for sure. It definitely is. And I feel you there. Like I think, uh, back when lost judgment came out this year, I had, I did not have a lot of time to play that game. I was doing a lot of other things for both my Twitch channel and just work in general. And then I'm like, no, I need to sit down and play this game. And when I did, I was like so happy. I fucking did and finally did it. But I'm like, damn, I could have had this done way sooner if I had actually taken the time and whatnot. But time, it's precious, man. Uh, but that's uh, that was the week in review. It's time for us to now look ahead because we're going to be going on our monthly hiatus after this week. Uh, here are the games that are going to be... Here are some of the bigger games that are going to be coming out in January that you should have on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Uh, we got three games here, three games that you should keep out. Uh, the first one, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. That comes out January 20th. Uh, so if you're a Rainbow Six fan, it looks interesting. I honestly, if I was a Rainbow Six fan, I would actually probably get this game, but I'm not, so I'm not going to. Uh, but that comes out January 20th. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection for the PS5. That is Uncharted 4 and uh, The Lost Legacy in a two-pack. Uh, that gets released for the PS5. And the big one that a lot of people are looking forward to for the Nintendo side of things. We talked about it just a little bit earlier. Legends Arceus Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out January 28th as well for the Nintendo Switch. The open world Breath of the Wild Pokemon style game. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. And a lot of things... Okay, so they also revealed a couple of new things. Pokemon will not have abilities in the game. There will be what? no abilities. Yeah. No abilities. Um, combat will be very 
Uh, your tra- the trainer can get attacked by wild Pokemon if they're not careful. Oh my god! Uh, you can throw a Pokemon out to battle, and it's like flaw, like seamless when you do that as well. You know that's kind of cool, but like, are they gonna be? Um, oh my god! There's Northern Lights outside. Uh, sorry. Oh damn. Um, um anyway i wonder if they're gonna be like accurate to um the pokedex like drifloon <laughs> <laughs> just see a bunch ah! of npc children there's, falling there's from a quest the there's a quest that a mother comes up my children are missing you see them just getting dragged off by the drifloon bro just like oh. flying pokemon will be awesome you can actually fly with with a pokemon uh braviary is getting a hisuian form and you can uh, ride Braviary, as well as a Hisuian... Oh, sorry, the evolution of Basculin, Basculegion, um, as well as a uh, Weirdeer, the evolution of Stantler, you can ride. Uh, I think those are the three rideable Pokemon that they showed off. And uh, Scyther gets a new evolution as well with Cleavor. And there's Hisuian form Pokemon like Hisuian Growlithe, Hisuian Voltorb, and a few others as well. Uh, I hope Steelix is good. I, miss, I, I, I love my Steelix. I, I hope Steelix is in the game. They haven't showed off Steelix, but I feel like he will. I, um, the Pokedex for the game uh, is going to be like a bunch of Pokemon mixed in from all the generations. But I think a majority of them will be the Gen 4 stuff because it is an ancient Sinnoh. So hopefully there are some Onyx and Steelix. <gasps> it's an ancient Sinnoh. I love it. It's that ancient map. Sinnoh. Before it was known as Sinnoh, it was known as Hisui. Lore. Oh, I'm going to yeah. play the crap out of that game. And then the oh, last that January means 28th. I wonder what they're going to do with the mountain. Um, I'm assuming that's probably where like endgame stuff is. Like People are speculating... Cause they, in the trailer, one of the trailers, they like, they talked about like uh, one of the trainers talks about an almighty Sinnoh, and so I'm like, oh, is that like a fused form of like Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina before they split up and became the gods separately or something? So people are speculating stuff. However, we really won't know until the end of the month, and we might get another trailer or two before then, with it getting closer by the day. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Anything uh, new for D&D? Any cool NPCs, characters at all? Uh, yeah, we actually, with my campaign, I don't want to spoil too much, so we are on the 18th of 30th story arc that I have planned for this campaign. Uh, we're in the second half, decently into the second half now. Uh, one of the there, um, the king, he's dead. They had to kill the king because turns out he was working with the evil allegiance all along secretly. Uh, and he unleashed basically the master chief program and made super soldiers to try mm-hmm. and conquer the country even further and have, put them under dark star, dark star control. But my heroes were like, no, fuck you beat them up. Uh, and now they have to go find his exiled son because he's technically the oldest and next in line for the throne on uh, the Emerald Island. Because uh, his name is, it's a play on words because the son's name is Malachite as well, which is a f- related to emeralds in a sense. So I'm like, haha, puns. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're going to be meeting a bunch of uh, some, un- uh, they've met the, like, the leader of like the, resistance because it's like a prison island essentially 
Um, his name is Sawyer, and uh, he's got some he's got some secrets to say the least that I don't want to dive into because I know some of my party members listen to this podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, I get you. Yeah, don't but... want to spoil too much, but uh, it, it, it's looking good, and I'll definitely talk to you about that uh, off the off the record. <laughs> well, if you want D and D stuff, I can give you some some stuff that I've worked on. Um, if you want, uh, what, what do you want to know? I got characters. I got custom spells, house rules that you could probably use spells. I love, I love the custom spells. Okay. I'll, I'll list off. I have one, two, I have all the way up to fourth level. I'll list one spell from each level. How about that? Sure. Okay. So, uh, for cantrips in level zero, we got a spell called hydro pump. You shoot, um, you shoot a powerful jet of water at extreme pressures. Uh, make this a range a spell attack. This uh, is yep. too good to be a cantrip. On a hit, the target suffers 1d12 piercing damage and is soaked in water. If uh, This water can extinguish any non-magical flames. Additionally, this hydro pump can be used to uh, boost movement while underwater um, oh. uh, by 10 feet. At higher levels, the hydro pump deals 2d12 uh, with 20 feet, so it goes up by one damage dice and 10 feet for every level all the way up to the 17th, with being 4d12 to 40 feet extra movement. Mm, damn, that's that's funny. I like it. Um, level 1, Minor Demolish. It's a reaction-based spell, and when the target, um, when a target within range, 60 feet, makes a critical hit um on a creature as a reaction you may cause devastation on the target the target must make or must succeed a constitution saving throw or become vulnerable to any damage types of bludgeoning piercing and slashing until the start of the target's next turn Ooh, i like that actually that's very that helps deal with a lot of higher end enemies that resist those um, there's one that I have here that just you touch a weapon and it does more damage, but this one, Fooling Gold, is, I think, better. It's an illusion spell. Um, lasts 24 hours. You make 200 copper coins appear as if they were um, instead gold coins. Oh, shit. These coins uh, replicate the characteristics of real gold coins. However, with an intelligence investigation check the cast uh, against the spellcaster's DC... Uh, one can discern the coins are real or not. Um, okay. At higher levels, um, of third level or higher, uh, you get an additional 200 copper coins to appear as gold. Um, so that's fun. Uh, where is it? Cursed Doze Off. I like this one. <laughs> um, as the caster summons fine amount of black dust uh, that blasts outwards in a gentle explosion within a 20-foot radius. Um, each creature in it or enters that radius uh, within one round must make a constitution saving throw. Otherwise, when they fail, they won't notice an immediate effect at all. But if that creature falls unconscious, they will be in a slumber for three days. Creatures in this slumber can wake uh, if you if they suffer damage. When a creature wakes up by force... Uh, when they suffer damage, that creature will need to make a wisdom, save, wisdom saving throw or suffer 8d6 psychic damage. So you, this allows you to combo spells for lots of damage. Ouch. 
I was like, I was, I was about to say, yo, can I kiss my homie to wake him up? <laughs> True love's kiss. True and love's he just kiss, has man. a brain aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's, I want to see that animated. Um, uh. Okay, so here's one that actually costs. It's called Extra Dimensional Doom Strike. Fourth level spell, one action, 60 feet range, um, and requires still needle and 50 powdered gold in order to cast the spell. Um, the caster summons a 20 foot long, one inch in diameter spike in an extra dimensional space. Um, creatures who have true sight um, can see this white opaque spike. Others can't. This spike can hover at any distance of 60 feet away or 600 feet away. Um, the duration's eight hours, by the way. Um, Ooh. It follows the caster for the duration. As a bonus action, the caster can choose a single target within 60 feet that it can see and make a ranged spell attack from any angle the caster chooses. And the spike will appear from that angle. The spike travels out the extra-dimensional space at 1,000 feet per second. So 6,000 feet in one turn. Um... When this spike is fired, the sound of its shot can be heard up to one mile away. On a hit, the target will suffer 12d8 thunder damage as it plunges into the target and detonates as well. The target also will need to make a dex save. On a fail, it will fall prone. Creatures that are instantly killed by this thing, um, anything non-magical about them will be splattered and turned to nothing but dust. My god. And Yo, my! It, I, I don't think my skin is magical, man. <laughs> but the, <laughs> a high-level wizard that can cast fourth-level spells will gain three of these. So you could potentially oh, no. um, have three of them follow you for eight hours, take a short rest, gain a spell slot back, save that fourth-level spell slot while still having four hours left with three doom strikes ready to go. God... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And what you could do is you can um, cast that sleep thing on every on like on <laughs> no, people, the right? Combos. Oh, yeah, no. you cast you cast sleep spell on them that uh, or the um, the curse doze off. Cast sleep, they fall asleep or whatever, right? Then uh, you cast that doom strike. They'll be taking what is that? Like I think twenty something d eight damage. Yeah. Roughly. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, no, wait, no, because they'll fall asleep. So then on your next turn, you cast Fireball at a higher level. Then as a bonus action, select one of those targets to take that extra damage. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Or if you're a very high level, use Meteor Swarm and then use that. Because it doesn't count as a spell cast when the spell has already been casted. So as a bonus action, you're just sending it. It's already been cast. So you can do two things on one turn as a wizard, which is really cool. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. But that's, I have a lot of other stuff about my D&D game, but that's some of the uh, homebrew spells that I have. That's cool. That's cool. And hey, if you're a dungeon master, uh, hopefully that gives you some ideas for your own custom spells as well down the line. If you do a lot of homebrew as well. Yeah, um, I'm making homebrew classes and everything, like the biomorph class and custom backgrounds and really fun house rules. Really, really, really fun house rules. 
Um, nice. Just make the game a lot better. But yeah. yeah, that's that's what's all that's new. That's cool, dude. Awesome. I look forward to when we can eventually D and D together again. That would be exciting. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent exciting moments. <laughs> a certified Pog Champ moment, except it's Pog Champ is just Komodo hype now. So I guess you are my little Pog Champ. Come here. <laughs> No! Oh. What? What's wrong? Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay. okay. With that, it's uh, time for us to take a look back now at what 2021 gave us, both in the world of game releases and just some of the top stories. Um, this is the year in review 2021. Um, so let's kick this off. I have 10 headlines here of some, I, I guess, some of the biggest stories that happened this year. You ready to hear them, man? You ready to hear what I got? Okay. So first, this was near the start of the year. Microsoft, at the end of last year, they said, hey, we're going to increase Xbox Live Gold prices. Like It was like going to be like double the price or something like that, or pl- adding like 30 bucks on it. They went back on it. They're like, you know what? No, we're not going to. Prices are going to stay the same. And they did, they one up themselves and they removed Xbox Live Gold requirements for free to play games. So you could just have regular Xbox Live to just play the free to play stuff. Okay. The second one, and probably one of the biggest stories this year, if not the biggest story, that is the Blizzard Activision lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Where top top execs from the company were fired, they left. New people came in. Uh, they revealed that hey, even though one of those new people was female, they still weren't getting paid equally. They had workers walk out. They had strikes go on. They ordered a petition for their CEO to step down, only for him to go, "Nah, I'm good." And so much more that developed over the span of, I want to say at least. More, a little more than half a year. Good lord. Yeah. And you can hear that journey all throughout season four of Tony's Game Lounge. Or you can also just go check a recap story of everything that's happened so far with this whole mess debacle with Blizzard. Um, in a probably one of the the bigger things on, on again on Microsoft side of things, Bethesda. They announced Starfield. They gave us a trailer, and they also gave us a release date of next year. And then they dropped the bomb that, hey, it's an Xbox exclusive. Oh, Well, and no. PC. And PC. But, like, it's not oh, going to be yay. on PlayStation. It'll, we don't it'll be on, complain. like, the Microsoft Store or whatever. I don't know if we it'll be have on Steam PCs. specifics. Exactly. We have PCs. So you just can't play it on PlayStation. And that'll be the same with Elder Scrolls Six. You won't be able to play it on PlayStation. They, all Those two games are going to be exclusives. Amazon, here's the next story. Amazon canceled their Lord of the Rings MMORPG that was announced back in 2019. And that result was because of a failed contract between Amazon and Tencent, who were part, partially helping develop the game. Uh, I don't know Amazon. They're just trying to do everything, I guess. 
They are. I mean, hey, they released one of the they released a decently popular MMO actually this year with New World. Yeah, that's true. Um, Netflix, they also dabbled in the world of video games and launched their gaming service on iOS and Android. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when they launched it, it had five games. I don't know if it's still just five games or if they've launched a few more. But yeah, Netflix has a gaming service. And if you have Netflix on your mobile device, you can play them. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm looking at the next one. This was also the year of Mario's 35th anniversary. And the second it ended, people just said, oh, Mario's dead. And they <laughs> memed the hell out of it. It became one of the biggest memes back in March, April. And I want to say it stayed around until May, roughly. Uh, it was... <laughs> they burned that shit to the ground. And then they came back when they announced the Mario movie cast. And uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, Chris Pratt. Oh, uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, and then, on the other side of the Nintendo coin, Bowser got sued for $10 million, roughly. Uh, not Bowser, the Mario character, not Doug Bowser, the Nintendo president of Amer- the president of Nintendo of America. This was uh, Gary Bowser, a French, uh, a Canadian hacker who was hacking switches with uh, a hacking group, and uh, he got caught. Ah, yeah. But still, okay. it also showed showed the world that Bowser is a more common name than we thought. You could say they're not the king of awesome in this situation. <laughs> You could say that. It's like, I am Bowser and $10 million lawsuit. Yep. Valve, they announced the Steam Deck this year. The biggest competition for the Switch. And it's been, and currently, to my knowledge, they are still testing every single game in the Steam library to make sure it can run on the Steam Deck. Hmm. I think they're on the letter uh, E now. E. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apple versus Epic that came to a close came to a close the initial lawsuit ended with both sides not really having a set winner Apple won a majority of the things but Epic won the big thing that they wanted to get but now it's in an appeal process and Epic st- uh, Fortnite and Epic are still not on the uh, Apple the iOS store the app store they're not on there still because of this appeal process and they may not even be back on ios devices for another five years because of this appeal process so yeah i think epic's the big loser in this scenario i never really liked epic that much i got chivalry medieval warfare from them but that was about it <laughs> yeah they they really it's mostly because of i think if they never did fortnite i think i think people would still have some respect for epic that have lost the respect for them but yeah um and lastly uh the last story i have here google they shut down all first party game development for the stadia really yeah so they only stadia has basically became what they what they hyped it up to be of like hey we're gonna actually make some games for this thing yeah that fell right in the mud and there are there are still games for the stadia and there are still some titles that will be on stadia but yeah they're not working on specific triple a titles for the console itself Oh, well, I guess. And now for my favorite part. It's time to take a look back at some of the games that came out month by month. I, I grabbed uh, the bigger the biggest games slash remasters, re-releases that came out. I'm going to try to run through them quickly, say a few words on the month itself. 
Um, so let's get this started. Starting with January. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game complete edition. The game that was gone for like a good, I want to say like almost somewhere between 5 and 10 years. It was gone off of all the stories. Now it's back. Better than ever. Hitman 3. Uh, continuing finishing off the trilogy of Agent 47's newer games. And The Medium. Uh, one of the first PS5 uh, game. I think it was a PS5 and Series X. I can't remember if it was both or just one of them. But that also came out. Solid month for January. A good way to, decent way to start. Then you had February. With the flop that was Destruction All-Stars, which was the essentially like, well, how to word this, car battle royale, where it was like it was like a Destruction Derby battle royale. It was weird. It didn't do that well. People forgot about it like a month later. I, battle royale games, it, streamers on Twitch hype it, but it's really not that big. Anymore, at least. Not that, yeah. I think back in like 2019, 2018, 2019, when they were, when it was like PUBG and like just PUBG, they were hi- they were like hype. You know, it's 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 funny. Um, you could hear like like people like Doctor Disrespect on Twitch, um, on YouTube you know, actually, pe- not on Twitch or YouTube. Right? Yeah, not Twitch anymore. Yeah, we all know what happened <laughs> there. Um, Hopefully this isn't being unlisted on Twitch because I just said his name. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, him and a bunch of other streamers are like, uh, Halo Infinite needed like a battle royale, otherwise the game would have flopped. And it's like, if you look at their numbers for their streaming service and that kind of game category, it's only like a couple hundred thousand, right? Versus like, can you imagine if Dr. Disrespect played Minecraft? Like he'd make three million views rather yes. than a couple, maybe like a hundred thousand. And it but I think I, I think he won't play Minecraft because he likes he love he likes himself. <laughs> and the I, Minecraft I, I will say this: the Minecraft community is a bit uh, toxic. Well, there are a bunch of thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, it's a bunch of thirteen-year-olds. Tommy in it and Dream the cheater. Granted, I'm gonna have Minecraft content out there. Yeah, but, but I'm gonna radiate. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be radiating. I don't give a shit energy. Um, so it's like, you can't, you can't, I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we also had, um, Little Nightmares 2, a uh, popular horror game that came out in February, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, uh, that was, I think, what, the first new platinum game, new game platinum that I got, uh, in 2021. Super Mario 3D World was re-released for the Switch, but included the Bowser's Fury expansion, which, People loved Bowser's Fury. That went nuts. And then Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection came out for the Switch. A classic NES game or SNES game got remastered. It, it was released on everything eventually, but it first came out on the Switch. Um, and that was February. It was a decent month. The big the big thing was Bowser's Fury. Persona 5 Strikers, uh, it was out in Japan already like the year before. Uh, or like even multiple years before. So it was finally coming to the West. It was nice, but... Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury was really the big thing that carried February. Then you got March. You got uh, Harvest Moon One World, the new Harvest Moon game, which isn't really Harvest Moon. It's, I- I've said the story so many times. Basically, Har- Harvest Moon, it's developers in Japan and it's publishers in America. They separated. The, develop- the publishers in America kept the name Harvest Moon and they just went to another studio to make Harvest Moon games. 
but the real developers of the game then they made the the harvest moon that we grew up with or like would have grown up with became story of seasons so the story of seasons are harvest moon and harvest moon is garbage um so that came out crash bandicoot got his first mobile game on with crash bandicoot on the run uh, then we had another, probably one of the worst games to come out in 2021, even though it was hyped up so much to be like the next Mario Odyssey, Ballad Wonderworld, where all you got, if you want to experience this game, just watch Video Game Donkey play it, because <laughs> that's the best way to play this game, is to not play it. Uh, then you have the game of the year, It Takes Two, that came out in March, taking the world by storm and eventually winning game of the year at the Game Awards. I actually never seen that game. While you talk about it, I'm going to look it up. Yes. Uh, Game of the year, like I said, Joseph Farris and his studio. Fuck Mr. Fuck the Oscars himself. Uh, Yeah, the Oscars got fucked, as he said, this year. Uh, It was great. I was super excited. I was happy about that. Um, But yeah, Game of the year, uh, two-player only. only It has to be played with two people. You can't play it single-player. Uh, we also got uh, the okay. new Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise, which a lot of Monster Hunter fans were waiting for and did pretty well uh, from what I gathered. Uh, we also got Disco Elysium, the final cut, getting re-released and also the controversial story of getting banned in Australia for some reason. What? Okay. Yeah, I still, don't know. So like- I still don't think we know why it did or if I did, I missed it. But yeah, I got banned in Australia. Is there like a specific type of like He's like drug abuse. Or... I, it was like it was something like with one of the themes of the game, and Australia's like, oh no, that's too edgy. But then they, they went back these. and they unbanned it. It's now allowed in Australia again. But yeah, it was it was like I said, weird. We can't allow you in my country. Why you have boobs? <laughs> yeah, uh, Binding of Isaac: Repentance. That the latest Binding of Isaac update that like changed the game even more came out for the PC, and a lot of people played on that. That were huge Binding of Isaac fans. So. Nice to see that game getting a. I think it's the last or like one of the last DLCs that the or expansions the game is getting. Uh, then we got the actual story of Seasons game, Pioneers of Olive Town, or as I like to call it, Poot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. I actually played this game. It was pretty fun. It's uh, if you like Stardew Valley, you'll like Poot a lot. Um, and then also right. the. Uh, from Devolver Loop Hero. Devolver Digital put out Loop Hero, and that became a very hit indie game as well. And that was March. Pretty good. Pretty good. It was getting good. Then we got April. Uh, Outriders. Which, when I saw trailers for this, I'm like, oh, hey, it's a Destiny clone. And it kind of is. Uh, my Destiny Insider Jackson played a bit of Outriders. He said it was all right, from what my memory. Um... Oddworld Soulstorm, one of the biggest PS5 games, or PS5 exclusive games that came out. I think it did well. I never really heard much about it after it came out. Then we got one of the Nintendo spins on the Battle Royale genre. We got our next 99 game, Pac-Man 99. Where 99 people play Pac-Man and try to kill people with (laughs) Pac-Man. Okay. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it was. It's it's like a really Tetris. Fun. It like Tetris ninety nine. If you've seen Tetris ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Tetris. I th- what, that like everyone was doing a Tetris game, and whoever won, like, yeah, like that. I remember seeing Game Grumps play that. I think. Yeah, I think. 
like cool, when it came out because really cool. it was free to play it was like the rage for a good while yeah so Pac- pac-man 99 came out i didn't see many people talk about it i think we talked about it on the podcast with dj orange band if my memory serves me right but yeah that Dude, came out. all the 40 year old to like 80 year old men and women are gonna come out and be like i got you scrubs <laughs> just gonna ruin everyone exactly um then the first pokemon game this year came out new pokemon snap the the new poke the sequel sequel to Pokemon Snap uh for the Switch. And it was it was good. I mean it's Pokemon Snap, there's really not much else aside from taking pictures of Pokemon. Uh they added a lot of replayability with the various uh, types of photos you can get. So yeah, I would say it was a solid it was a solid game, but definitely lacking on content. But then they put out a free update for it, adding more stuff to it, which was kind of out of nowhere. And people were like, oh shit, okay. I see you, Nintendo, I see you. We also had Near Replicant version 1.22474487139, official title, by the way. But Near Replicant came out. People who loved the Near series were happy for it. I think this was a remake of the first Near game or one of the early Near games, so they were happy for that. Returnal also came out PS5 exclusive. The roguelike, people weren't, weren't sure what this game would be, and it was a roguelike shooter like Doom. But, like, very... People loved it. And it won Best Action Game. So... Oh, yeah. It won Best Action Game of the Year. And uh, it did good. Really fun game, I hear. I I should play it, but I don't have a PS5. And then, of course, sports game moment, MLB The Show 21 came out in april as oh boy well. i wonder what's gonna be in that game i i, I think it's bowling uh it's, it's major league bowling 20 <laughs> 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 uh, no, it's, it's the baseball game um i think it was this was also i think mlb the show 21 made ways because the sh- mlb the show was a p playstation exclusive but i think this was the first one that was actually on everything except the switch because the switch doesn't get much uh but it was on like xboxes as well breaking the cycle jumping ahead to may Everybody got horny because of Resident Evil Village. Oh yeah, for the big, the big lady, the big Lady mama. Dimitrescu. Yep. Uh, Her actual name is Lady Dimitrescu. Tre- okay, I'm sorry, I'm not French. How dare you insult my fucking wife? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I've I've offended I've offended those who appreciate big mommy milkers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, that ha- that what came was out. Was the- looking at when he saw her? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that came out. People, the internet broke that day. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really good game, and people like are raving about that game to this day. And uh, yeah, so good on you, Resident Evil. You've been doing good. You've, they've been killing it recently. And there's DLC for that game, but they announced DLC for the game as well. We also had the, the remake of Mass Effect, Mass Effect Legendary Edition 1, 2, and 3, all in a bundle, all for modern consoles. I know that my boy Sir Wiggles was happy about that, and he played through them all already, I think. But yeah, that happened, as well as the sequel to Subnautica, Subnautica Below Zero. That came out in May, uh, putting you in even colder waters with colder beasts to fend off against and run away from. Uh, we then also got, uh, I guess, the next expansion for Elite Dangerous, Elite Dangerous Odyssey, oh. which is a game I know that you played a bit of. I don't know if you still are playing Elite Dangerous. Oh, at all. I stopped it because you couldn't roam around uh, uh, on, as your person. I do think they need to make bigger ships. 
because Star Citizen has a big, big ship. Um, and there's no big ship that you can like personally get in the cockpit and drive. Yeah. Um, aside from, <laughs> I weaponized a passenger ship that was called the Beluga, and it's the biggest jet in the it's game. The because it's the biggest one, I was like, I need to make this thing weaponized. God. <laughs> and uh, it's great because it's got the most hull mass comparative to all other ships, including like the biggest like combat one. So you're always going to win like ramming fests when you just slam into somebody. <laughs> My God. Beep boop passenger plane coming through. <laughs> Beep boop get out of my fucking way. And you can arm it with like heat seeking missiles. So that thing oh. just vomits out missiles and anything in front of it just dies. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's we call it the killer whale. <laughs> That's great. But anyway, yeah, I, I do love Elite Dangerous. I just wish I can't I can't wait for Odyssey. I I, I will happily jump in that game. All righty. Uh, Knockout City also came out. The dodgeball uh, team based game that was very popular for a good couple of months. And then it just kind of dropped and no one really knows why uh, it didn't do anything wrong. It just kind of fell. Uh, we also had Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. For the SMT series, uh, the re-release of three, one of the more iconic SMT games. People played that. It's hard. It's a good RPG. We also got World's End Club from Spike Chunsoft, the developers of Danganronpa. Um, it ha- that came out. It was another visual novel-esque type game with a bunch of weird things. Looked good. Uh, Biomutant came out, and Hood, Outlaws, and Legends also came out. Two games that were shown off at E3's prior that I kind of forgot about. In June, Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion expansion dropped, um, taking us back to Oblivion in the game to deal with uh, the fucking Oblivion crisis once again. Oh, that's where we are in the timeline? I think. I don't even know. I haven't played Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Chivalry 2 also came out. G- giving people more wacky ways to behead people. And now they had a Christmas update where you could capture the pig. Well, not only that, you can, like, all the objects that you could pick up and throw in that game were gift wrapped. Yes. Uh, yeah, that happened too. Yeah. It so was I've been playing cr- that game a lot and I've been throwing a lot of gift wrapped anvils at people. Like, oh, hell Christmas. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas bong. We also got uh, the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade, which added an exclusive for the PS5 and PC now, uh, story of Yuffie for Final Fantasy VII, which I still want to play, but I can't yet because I don't have a PlayStation 5, and the PC version of Intergrade is ass from what I hear. Uh, On the Switch, yeah, yeah, it it was not good. It's on the Epic Game Store, which is why. I believe Epic Games. Man. <laughs> um, game Builder Garage came out for the Switch, giving us another game where we could build games within a game. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, the best fighting game of the year, came out as well. Still haven't played a Guilty Gear game yet, but I will soon, maybe. Possibly, I don't know. Probably not. Um, Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game, came out because the Olympics were also happening at that time, and it, they put it, the game out on PlayStation Now for free. They're like, hey, play the game, please. And I was like, okay, and I did, and it was all right. Not the best, not the worst. Solid middle ground. Uh, 
Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance came out. Haven't played it. I saw Jeff Keeley play it during Summer Games Fest. It looked neat. It 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 feels a lot. It doesn't feel like a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah. It feels more like a Diablo. Okay, gotcha. Or like think it's like okay, you have an it's like Final Fantasy. You have an X amount of abilities you just spam the shit out of and hope to god you do something. Uh, we also had Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, remaster of a classic Sega game. Mario Golf Super Rush, the new Mario Golf game that uh, people, got, people got hyped for because you could play as... I want... No, uh, that's... You could play as uh, King Babom. That's who it was. That was the joke character in the game. Um, we also had Scarlet Nexus, which was a game that wasn't even on my radar until I talked with Gordon Ramsay about the game. And uh, from Bandai Namco... Uh, it looks really good, and you should definitely go play it. It's supposed to have a really good story, really good combat. Go check it out. Gordon Ramsay would tell you to do so as well. And uh, the new Disgaea game, Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, also came out. Um, so this is where things are picking up in June. In July, oh, we started off with a good one. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, the, another Monster Hunter game. And this wasn't the game I was referring to, even though it was another game that was well-received. I'm talking about Space Jam a new legacy. That's right. We had the Space Jam game based off the movie. It was like a uh, like a side scroller beat him up like Shaq Fu plays uh, LeBron James and Bugs Bunny and beat up some basketball players. Oh man, that's going to be a real interesting uh setup. Yep. Uh we also had F1 2021, uh hot racing game, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD which was top tier once again. Death's Door, cute little indie game with the bird. People were happy with that one. Pokemon Unite, the Pokemon MOBA, which did surprisingly well. Neo, the world ends with you. The sequel to the world ends with you after all these years. Sequel, in quotations. Uh, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which uh, Japan exclusive, now in the West, really good. Tribes of Midgard, over-advertised game that was at E3 and other places. And uh, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series for 1 through 6. Still, not all of them are out yet, but a good chunk of that collection is. In August, we had Dodgeball Academia, Road 96, two great um, indie games. Humankind from Sega, their real-time strategy game. Quake 2021 came out, to which I I didn't know about. Madden NFL 22, <laughs> yeah, which also definitely. we can now we also can now say rest in peace, John Madden, because John Madden actually recently passed away. Uh, 12 minutes, the Daisy Ridley indie game because she stars in it with another actor who I'm forgetting. Um, Psychonauts 2, No More Heroes 3, Kiwi, and Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. What uh, which. The big thing with Ghost of Tsushima, the Iki Island DLC was the big part of that, that people really liked. September, we had Bus Simulator 21, Fist, Forest and Shadow, another one that was shown at E3, Sonic Colors Ultimate, that was this year's Sonic game. It did all right, but if you didn't play it on PC, it crashed a lot, which was not good. Uh, Life is Strange New Colors, Lost in Random, which is a game that uh, EA put out, but people kind of just forgot. WarioWare Get It Together, the new WarioWare game. Deathloop, which won a couple awards at the Game Awards from Arcane. That was a big one. Eastward, Deltarune, two other good indie games. Aragami 2. Skatebird, which my brother won't shut up about because it's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but you're a bird. 
okay. Uh, Toem, another good indie game. Uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, the which won indie game of the year. Uh, which well-deserved, another PS5. Not a PS5 exclusive, but runs really well on PS5. Diablo 2 Resurrected, the HD remake of Diablo 2. Death Stranding's director's cut, which kind of makes the game better. Still not great, though. Lost Judgment, Lemnus Gate, New World, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Lost Judgment, I, I have a lot to say about that. I'll say for a bit later. Yeah, all of those happened. October, FIFA 22. Alan Wake remastered, which kind of took everybody by surprise. They're like, why are, we re- why are they remaking this? Turns out it's because there's a sequel coming. Jet the Far Shore, a neat little PlayStation game, which looks which looks cool, very peaceful uh, and stressful at times. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, their platform fighter where you can fight with SpongeBob and Garfield. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, the remaster of 1, 2, and Deluxe, now in one bundle in one game. Far Cry 6, starring Giancarlo Esposito. That came out. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, Metroid Dread, best action adventure game, and the latest Metroid game after like so many years that people wanted for so, so long. Um, Back for Blood, the Jackbox Party Pack 8, Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles, uh, which was that fighting game that all the weebs were <laughs> fucking <laughs> drooled over because Demon Slayer was the new hotness for a while. I just, uh, at that time, yeah. Yeah. NHL 22, Inscription. Inscription, uh, which is on the top of like a lot of people's best indie games slash just game list in general. Um, so go check out Inscription if you haven't yet. I still need to. Uh, that's supposed to be a really good one. Resident Evil 4 VR, Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That came out as well. Again, really good games. Really they did good. Pikmin Bloom, the mobile game. Haven't heard many reviews about it. I think it's all right, but I'm still surprised they even did that. Uh, Fatal Frame, Mid of the Blackwater, Wii U title now ported onto the Switch and a bunch of other consoles now. No longer a Wii U exclusive. Uh, Riders Republic. I still want to play this game. It still looks very interesting to me. It looks cool. And then Mario Party Superstars, which is goes back to the good old roots of Mario Party. And I want DLC for this game. Uh, November. We had a new sus game, First Class Trouble, come out. Which, uh, it couldn't do what they tried to do, which was Be Among Us. And it failed to be among us. I haven't heard much else about that since. Uh, unpacking, which uh, is just like, you unpack, to, you have an item, you put it in the room, and you just like do room decorating, which became like a trend this year. Because also, Animal Crossing New Horizons... The 2.0 update in Happy Home Paradise DLC came out, making you do the exact same thing, essentially, just in Animal Crossing. Just Dance 2022, Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5 also winning a bunch of games at the Game Awards, which people were really... It was really supposed to be really good. I want to check it out. have not played a full Forza game before, and Horizon 5 looks promising to play, to get into the series. Um, probably what might be the worst game of the year, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. We already talked about its grimes already, so I'm not going to dive into it. Skyrim came out again. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the anniversary edition, this time with fishing. <laughs> yes. And fishing. other stuff. And other stuff too, but fishing. <laughs> um, other stuff. Shin Megami Tensei 5, Final Fantasy 7, The First Soldier, another mobile game that's a Battle Royale mobile game. I don't know why that's out. That's out. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, though, I want to play it. But again, it's gonna be. I need to really make time for our 
PGs. Battlefield 2042 didn't do great at launch. Should have done better. I uh, know it yeah. shouldn't have. It, 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 it did not do great. And I think it's still buggy. Uh, Nerf put out a video game. Nerf Legends. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's... I think it's like a, I think it's like a first-person shooter as well. Of course. It, why wouldn't it be? Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which we talked about earlier. Really good. If, you like, if you're simple-minded and just like Pokemon for Pokemon, they're good. Uh, the Disney Classic Games Collection, which uh, remastered three Disney SNES games and brought them to modern consoles. And December, we had Solar Ash, Danganronpa Decadence, and uh, Danganronpa S Ultimate Summer Camp for the Switch. Uh, so if you like Danganronpa and you, don't, and you have a Switch, uh, pick them up. They're good games. I like them. The biggest release at the end of the year, Halo Infinite, which is good. I need to play the campaign still because I've only played the multiplayer, and I love it. Uh, GTFO, another great game that uh, finally got the full its full release, I think. It was in alpha for a while, and now it's like in its full release, I oh, think. that game looks fun. Uh, Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX getting a slight HD remaster. Slight, it didn't do much. It's more just like a porting the games with that slightly better graphics. And Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I have watched Corey X Kenshin play that. <laughs> Nice. The whole thing. Oh, nice. What'd you think? Yeah. Um, it was cool. Um, I hope they do something like that again, but it's creepy. Like the, we're talking like the messed up animatronics. Now that would be cool. Ooh, yes. I, you know what? I think that would work. I would see that. I would like to see that. Um, but that, that's the year in review. That's everything that came out. Some of the top news stories. What's your final verdict on it, man? Um, I'm excited. Pokemon. <laughs> I really want Pokemon <laughs> yeah. so bad. Uh, definitely get Five Nights at Freddy's. If you like space games, definitely get uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey. I think that's going to be fun. Hopefully it's not buggy because, you know, AAA games have recently mm. been. Um, I'm going to stay the hell away from Diablo 2. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's kind of it. Okay. Um, my, my interests are very... Um, boring, so to say. <laughs> hey, man, all good. Everybody's interests are different. Um, and uh, I uh, we're going to now quickly blast through the bonus level because I know we're running a bit low on time here. But hey, let's see how well we do. It's time to jump into the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting off with the community corner, questions from our Discord. From Mr. Stew, we only got one question. Any early game of the year predictions for next year? I have one, and it's um, Elden Ring. I think that's, unless it unless on launch it's absolutely buggy and unplayable, I think that'll definitely win game oh, of the year. Oh, their alpha is good. So. Okay, so yeah, yeah, okay. I think, Elden Ring is, good. I think Elden Ring is your top contender for game of the year, honestly. Yeah, that, that, that... I don't know any other games that are coming out, really. I, I know that we're getting the new Saints interest. Row and Legends Arceus, but honestly, the, compared to Elden Ring, I think Saints we're going to have... Getting it. Saints Row's not going to get it. Yeah. I like, rebooted I like it, it completely. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, it would be fun to play, but Elden Ring, like, from software, is unrivaled when it comes to their world building. And now with uh, George R. R. Martin as well. Oh, my God. Like, it's going to be... And it feels like a Souls game, 100%, okay. um, minus the fact that you have verticality now. 
you can jump finally <laughs> okay um moving on to the next one top five you know what i'm gonna change it to top three top three games you played this year preston go top three games um okay uh D- dungeons and dragons um <laughs> nice then i've i played a little bit of chivalry that game is still pretty fun not bad um and what was and and i haven't played it myself but i watched a friend who brought their switch to work uh, is pokemon okay all right um i've seen how it works on the switch so i'm i'm pumped like i'm really pumped hey guys this is a post-production tony here um, so when I did the top five this week, I actually didn't have my list in front of me as it was on my different computer as I thought I would still be in my closet recording. So I didn't have my list ready uh, just because of some other things and getting the whole thing set up and just some other things and the like. So here are actually my top 10 games of 2021. Uh, at number 10 is New Pokemon Snap. I didn't play a lot of games that came out in 2021. Which you can kind of tell if number 10 is Pokemon Snap. It was still a good Pokemon. It was still a good game. I enjoyed it. But it didn't really hold my attention for long. But when it did, it was nice. Uh, I think Xerneas being the final Pokemon was kind of neat. Considering both Xerneas and Eveltal do not get enough real representation within Pokemon. I think Xerneas and Eveltal had a a part to play within uh, one of the Mystery Dungeon games. Gates to Infinity, I think. But, like, other than that, they don't really get much rep, and that's mostly due to X and Y just not doing much for the series. Aside from it being the transition to 3D and Mega Evolutions. But other than that, you really don't think of Xerneas and Eveltal too much. So, especially Xerneas. So it was nice to have that at the end of the game. At number 9 is Mario Party Superstars. It's low on the list just because I didn't get to play much of it. Just because I don't, I didn't get to play it with many friends when I got the game. I think it was a great collection of minigames. I think this is what Mario Party in the Top 100 should have been. Uh, and yeah, it's a good Mario Party game. It's great. I really do want to see more DLC for this game with the GameCube era. Because that's what I grew up with specifically. Which is also another reason why it's at number 9. is I didn't grow up with the boards that are in the game. I didn't play Mario Party 1, 2, and 3. Number 8, and despite me talking a lot about it, is actually Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. And it's just because I played the game so late, I was focused on so many other things, that I kind of got put on the backboard for a bit. And I did fall, while I did finish it before the year end, which I am proud of myself for, and I used Pokemon I didn't get to really use before... It is just Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and not Platinum. I wish that they did more of it being a a Platinum remake or Diamond and Pearl with like an episode Platinum. Just because I played more of Platinum than Diamond and Pearl. And I think Platinum is just... And the fact that they remade Diamond and Pearl and not Platinum just really doesn't make sense to me. Because Platinum is the defined version, the definitive version of those games. It was still a good game. The Grand Underground is great. The Pokemon, it's a Pokemon game, so it's if you like Pokemon, if you like basic RPGs, it's a good game. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. Number seven is Story of Seasons Pit, uh, Pioneers of Olive Town, which was a weird one. I wasn't expecting to play it this year. I wasn't expecting to play the game, but I was like, you know what? This looks kind of good. I wanted to play something like Stardew Valley, but not Stardew Valley, and it was really good. 
it was really good. I think the only issue that it suffered, and I would like to play it again on a different uh, console or PC, is just the frames. When you get far into the game, you start growing lots of things and crafting lots of things. The frames really tank on the Switch. But other than that, it's a good cast. Of, it's a decent cast of characters, if not a little bit bland at times. Uh, but I like the farming aspect, the crafting aspect. It was all really good, and I quite enjoyed myself playing through the game for the good the month that I played it. Um, so yeah, that's my uh, that's Poot at number seven. At number six, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, a game that I was not expecting to see at E3 that I was got super hyped for when they announced it because I loved Monkey Ball growing up. I loved Monkey Ball 2 specifically because that's the one I grew up with. But Monkey Ball 1 was a lot harder. Uh, and it definitely has that difficulty that Super Monkey Ball has. I find it a lot more difficult, though, just because it uses a completely different engine the, the than the original games. Uh, with I think it was Unreal. And it's just, it felt weird. It's not that it was a bad. It's just like with how I remembered Monkey Ball and how it controlled. It a lot of a lot of stages were a little trickier. Some were easier. The jump mechanic is broken, but I I needed that as a crutch really bad to play, beat some of the levels. Uh, but it's number six. It's it, it's good. If you liked the original games, I'm sure you'll get like a good couple of hours or more out of this. The party mode is still fun. Uh, and the story is just basically uh, a PowerPoint slideshow of the events that happened in Super Monkey Ball 2. And number five, not really a full game, but it's Halo Infinite's multiplayer. It was good. I liked playing it. I did not play a lot of it, though. I, I maybe played two, three days of Infinite's multiplayer before getting caught up in just other games. Great game though. It's a, it's a great game. The the combat so it reminds me so much of Reach and just so much refined. The grappling hook is so fun. The guns are fun. Just the the, the multiplayer is fun, and I really want to play the campaign. And I feel like if I did play the campaign, this would be much higher on the list. But it still sits at number five, which is pretty good for just playing a couple days of the multiplayer. At number four, it's a DLC. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, the Iggy Island part specifically, which I want to say was another 10 to 15 hours for me, because I also got to play through the Legends mode, which I know I didn't do back when that came out, because, hey, there was an achievement that one of the things you had to do was tied behind Legends mode, so you had to play through that to do this thing for just for a, a secret achievement. And I did that, and it was was it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. I I think Ghost of Tsushima is a phenomenal game, and while it was on my list last year, whatever last year when it came out, they did the Iki Island did so much more and did it so it's it was it was, oh, I was glad I got to play it again and see a new story. I want a sequel. I know that they're making a movie of this game now. I'm excited for it. I'm in love with Ghost of Tsushima. And I do want to do the New Game Plus trophies eventually because I know that they have New Game Plus. And I want to try to do more of, get more of the trophies that came out for that game. At number three, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. I didn't grow up. I never got to play Skyward Sword on the Wii. So this was my first experience, with second experience with the game as I did watch Chugga Conroy's playthrough of it uh, years ago. But god damn, it's fun. Especially with the controller. Making the controller and the C-stick the sword was a very smart move for them to play in TV mode. 
and well to play with uh in handheld mode you could still play with the joy cons on tv mode but the fact you could still play with a controller oh it was great i loved it it was it was a lot of fun and honestly it had that is the third zelda game i have now completed 100 percent. it was great the number two persona 5 strikers I had I had just finished Persona 5 Royal at the start of 2021, which is my, game, my favorite game of all time, honestly. It is such a great RPG that I recommend anybody to play it. Um, it's just good. Like I know that people are like, well, it's not the best Persona. It's still a really well-put-together RPG, and I love it. Persona 5 Strikers is kind of a sequel to the game, the base game, Persona 5, not Royal. Persona 5. Now, that's not an issue. It's still really good. It's a Warriors-type game. Um, it's like a hybrid. Uh, if you played, uh, what is it, Stranger of Paradise, that new Final Fantasy Origins game, if you played one of those betas, it's kind of similar to that, I think, in where you roam around, but it's a Warriors game. Um, so you go around, activate an encounter, and then fight off a horde of enemies. Uh, it still uses the Persona system where you're like, hey, you still have your elemental attacks, strengths and weaknesses and all that like an RPG. It was a very unique hybrid and it was very fun. Even though my big thing about the game was I took like a two-month hiatus from it after it came out. And that's because I had just gotten a new job this year and all that stuff around the time it came out. That I, I just fell behind. But when I sat down to play through it and finish it, it was a good time. And I platinumed it as well. Which is why it's my number two. And my number one, which is no surprise if you know me and know my love for the Yakuza series, it's Lost Judgment, the sequel to 2018's... Uh, yeah, 2018's Judgment. Oh... Oh my god, what can I say about this game that I probably... Uh, it's great. The combat's great. It brings back... It takes you back to Ijincho, it like, uh, like a dragon, Yakuza like a dragon, and Kamurocho. But instead of having the RPG combat system that that game has, you have the classic Yakuza combat system with Takayuki Yagami once again. This time with three fighting styles, four fighting styles if you got the expansion. And there's going to be a DLC for this game where you play as Kaido... This game is great. I put over 100 hours into it. I did the completion list in my main file. Like, before I even completed the game, there was a lot of shit to do with the game. Like, the side content is, like, a good 90% of this game, honestly. Like, 10% is the story. With the amount of side content they packed into this game, holy shit, there's a lot. And I love it. I loved it. It was so good. Obviously, there are still some annoying parts, like there is in every Yakuza completion list. But god damn, I love this franchise, and Lost Judgment is creme de la crop. If you haven't yet, go play Judgment. It's on everything. And then go play Lost Judgment, because it's just, it's so good. And that is my top, those are my top 10 games that uh, were that was the 10 games that came out in 2021 that I played that were my top 10 games. Uh, you'll also see this on my Twitter as well as just all the games I played in 2021 that maybe some of them that didn't come out in 2021 that are on my list for my top 10 games I played in 2021. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. 
Um, that's top that's uh, top five, top three, whatever you want to call that for this week. Moving on to this week in gaming history. Here's what happened in the past, uh, this upcoming week. On the 3rd, January 3rd, 1977, Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs, and Mike Markula file for the incorporation of Apple Computer. The cor- corporation purchase is the Apple Computer Partnership for $5,308.96, paying Ron Wayne one-third of that. January 4th, 2011, Nintendo releases the Mario Sports Mix video game for the Nintendo Wii in North America. On the 5th, 1985, at the Winter Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Nevada, Nintendo first shows the family computer from Japan with label advanced video game system. The system is demonstrated with computer keyboard, music keyboard, and 25 games, but no dealers take orders for the system. January 6, 2004, Sonic Heroes came out for the GameCube in North America. Uh, however, I think uh, yesterday, they were uh, the day we're recording this, is its anniversary of coming out in Japan. Uh, January 7th, 2004, Sony releases the PlayStation 2 video game in China, initially in Shanghai and Guangzhou cities. On the 8th, 1993, at the Winter CES show, Jeff Hansen again defeats Yuichi Tsuyama, remaining the Nintendo World Champion for 90, 1993. And on the 9th, 1992, Nintendo of America lowers the suggested retail price of the Super Nintendo from $199.95 to $179.95. And the Game Boy also went down 10 bucks to 79.95. The achievement of the week, or, or sorry, the achievement of the year is the Platinum Trophy in Persona 5 uh, Royal, because I got that trophy, and I highly recommend everybody here to go get that trophy as well. It's the Phenomenal Phantom Thief, and that's the Persona 5 Royal Platinum Trophy. And the game of the year, well, you already heard it in my top five, it's Lost Judgment. Preston, X-Gauntlet, thank you for coming out here, man. Yeah, it's no worries, man. Happy to be here. And uh, where can we find you on the internet? You're probably going to find me best on just YouTube, X-Gauntlet. That's where you can look, or just my Twitter, which, again, I think is X-Gauntlet. <laughs> and Alrighty. my Instagram, which is also X-Gauntlet. Oh, that's pretty pog. <laughs> uh Nice. You can, of course, find me uh, at Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch, Instagram, and TikTok, and at Radio Tony on Twitter, because that's the only one that's different. Because, hey, I work in radio. That's my, that's, that's what pays my bills. <laughs> this I don't get paid for this. <laughs> I wish I did, though. <clears throat> and, yeah, we post weekly highlights on uh, the main socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So go check those out. Uh... Preston, thank you for coming out for once again. Thank you for ending the season here with me. Hey, man. Happy to do so. And uh, to everybody else I've had on this podcast, thank you so much for making 2021 an incredible year for both Tony's Game Lounge and just gaming in general. Uh, once again, check me out on Twitter, guys. I'm going to be posting a lot of things there, or, or I'll have posted a lot of things there regarding the new year and just a lot of things in general. So go check that out. And go check out my boy Press X Gauntlet here, Presto, Preston, Prestaroni and Cheese. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, we will see you in a month's time, if not a little longer or a little less, for season five of Tony's Game Lounge. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates. <laughs>